This is Adventist World Radio Ghana, Voice of Hope. Hello, dear friend. You welcome once again to our program, The Heart of the Church, where we study God's Word to apply to our lives. And with me in the studio, as we usually have our friends, Gloria Osebafo and Franco Pokobuahin. You are welcome. My Thank name you. is Emmanuel Laye. And for today, we'll be delving into, as we promised you, look at um, a few writers who have had immense writing that influence our day so that they become they become something like sources or reflections of the Bible. We'll talk about that very soon. And we'll mention uh, one we'll single one of them out that is Ellen Jane White for the Adventist Church. Uh, before we go into the scripture or the study, let's pray with our brother Frank. Shall we pray? Our God King in heaven, we thank you that you have guided us to study under your feet. We played with you. Open our minds, open our intellects, and let your spirit impress upon heart, our hearts with your truth. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 And so, Frank, before we're talking about these writers, these reformers, like founding fathers of various churches, we saw some uh, of the other churches. We have Charles Wesley, we have John Haas, those reformers and writers, and we have Ellen White also of the SDA Church. Um, can we put them to perspective? How do, they, how do their writings affect our interpretation of the Bible? Right. We have mentioned earlier that we should not add to the content of the Bible should not go beyond what the Bible has already given us. Mm -hmm. But that does not also preclude us from getting some other sources, writing, history, and the rest. That will help us with understanding in the Bible, even though it is then plain. These writers, as it is, write to throw more light on the scripture. So, like you mentioned, Ellen White, her writings are very powerful. And they support the Bible. They are in the same direction with the Bible. But we should understand that all these, including Ellen White, their writings are not additions to the Bible. Okay. Okay. They are not additions to the Bible. Because for now, the Bible is a complete whole for us. Their writings are not additions. Just that they help us with more elaborations, more illustrations, for us to get clearer understanding the scripture. So it's just like consulting somebody else who is sitting beside you to share their understanding of a particular test or something similar. Sister Gloria, we are back to the word mm. sola scriptura. <coughs> and uh, as he's mentioned, we shouldn't go beyond the scripture. But I think you want to mention something on the white. That is the one for the SDA church. As we had Martin Luther, we had others. What had their profound impact on our study of God's word? They... Mm, they provide the insight we would need into the word of God provided it is by inspiration you see when we read from Isaiah 8 verse 20 the word okay. of God says that to the law and to the testimony if they do not speak according to this word it is because there is no light in them All right. so whatever writings we have from any of these uh, people we should that's why we say the scripture alone we should study it in relation to the scripture and if it conforms to the word of God we go by it 
But if we find any contradictory uh, text statements in there, we should make sure that the scripture should take precedence. And back to Ellen White, Ellen White that uh, we are discussing, even her, she, she repeatedly affirmed that the Bible is the highest authority okay. and the ultimate norm and standard for all doctrines. And that she said that if, if we find her writings, any of her writings are servant to the scripture, we should disregard it. And take that of the scripture. And take that of the scripture. I think it's an interesting point. Uh, but all in all, these people are gifts to us. They yes. have really helped us to expound uh, God's word. Let's think about it for a while. Uh, Frank, uh, her words, that is Ellen White and others, as I okay. mentioned, they have really helped shape this, this church today. What do, you, what, do, what do you say about that? Yeah, they have helped us in our understanding of the scripture, even though it is uh, very clear for us to understand. The more we learn ab about, or the more we read their writings, mm -hmm. they give us a lot of insight into the scripture. Okay. And so we will just encourage that as we study the scripture, we should also be reading some of this along. Okay. So okay. that it gives us broader understanding of the scripture. I think that's, that's your stand, uh, yes. Star Gloria. Yes, uh, she even said that her works are the lesser lights. Lesser lights. She called her works the lesser lights. Right. But the greater lights, he says that her works, the lesser lights, lead, should lead men and women to the greater lights. According to her work in uh, Adventist Advent Review and Herod, Sabbath Herod. So she, there's no way she equated her, her writings to the scripture. Thank you so much, our wonderful friends, for coming to help us with the study and uh, our cherished listener out there. Today we have seen the Ellen White. Some of you may have heard about her, but we have seen her in, in perspective and context to other writers also. These have been a gift to this world and we are admonished to read their writings, but then the scripture alone is of the highest authority. We started with a very interesting word, Sola Scriptura, which meant that it was the Bible and the Bible alone that we are using to understand, I mean, ourselves and God's word. We don't add anything to it. This this last part of the study tells us or makes us go into the various insights that we have. So I'll just let um, our friend Frank to give us an opening. Uh, you also come with one, and then we go into the details, the little questions that we have. So, in the whole of this week, we have studied the scripture and scripture alone. And we are looking at it, or we have studied it in the bigger theme of how to interpret the scripture. Yes. So, all that we have studied is that the Bible and the Bible alone. If you want to understand the Bible, everything we need to understand the Bible itself is found in the Bible. Okay. Yet, we can still resort to some other writings from history and some other sources to help us get more understanding in the scripture. So for now, all that we are saying is, it is the Bible and the Bible alone. Thank you so much. Gloria, you want to give an opening statement? Mm, yes. Um, and the Bible, the Bible and the Bible alone, in the sense that we can trust the Bible based on its uh, unity. The Bible forms a coherent whole. We can trust the Bible and the Bible alone because the Bible is clear to read and understand to us. That is part of why we should go by the Bible and the Bible alone. And when we do that, it forms the basis of our, our Christian life and it becomes the ruling norm 
the only norm we go by. Thank you so much. And uh, staying with you, Gloria, still, because um, I want to find out about the erroneous beliefs that we have. We mentioned it along the line somewhere that people have dwelt on traditions and there have been some erroneous beliefs without them checking scripture. So what do you think are some of these beliefs that we hold because we haven't looked at scripture closely, just letting a part of the scripture to, to dwell on mm-hmm. that? Yes, I remember, uh, was it Tuesday's lesson? No, Wednesday's lesson touched on even this doctrine of the state of the dead, that sometimes you come across certain believers who would believe that uh, after death we go to into whichever states people are conscious, people face punishments and all that. And uh, unfortunately, basing on just an aspect, some even based on the parable of Christ with Lazarus, and that's alone. But all other verses in the Bible point to the fact that when we die, we are unconscious. That is one, one aspect of those things that have become erroneous because people do not study the scripture as a whole. Yes. But, uh, I, I heard you saying uh, we are punished or we are judged. I think it is still there, but just that how we see it, it's not that immediate effect. Is that what you, you mean? Yes, please. Exactly. exactly. All right. Uh, Frank, uh, you can add to this by let's look at uh, uh, another aspect of the whole thing. Jesus mentioned in, in, in John or Matthew 11, verse 11, about John the Baptist and the father, he was, he was the greatest of, of all men born. And uh, he was trying to see that let us know that he was also very inspiring, even though he didn't write. Okay. Give us some more insight into that. Yeah, I think that aspect has to relate to the fact that we need to consult some writings. On one of, in one of our studies, I think that was um, Thursday, we were mentioning some writers like um, C. Spurgeon, John Wesley, and the rest. And we also place emphasis on Ellen White. What Jesus meant was that John the Baptist didn't write as part of the Bible, yet he was one of the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. In the same way, these writings, they are not going to add up to the Bible, yet they are very relevant for us to understand the Bible. And that is where we place the, 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 the line. But we should still understand that even though her writings, as Ellen White, her writings are relevant for us in understanding the Bible. They do not supersede the Bible. Mm-hmm. Neither do they add to the Bible. So we should actually understand this, 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 these concepts because they are very relevant. There is no way we can take any other thing in place of the Bible. Okay. So yes, John is one of the greatest prophets, yet he has no writings. So it's like that. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, our friend, I hope you are following us. We are looking at the various things we've studied this week in trying to expound the Bible, uh, Sola Scriptura, the Bible and the Bible alone. We continue to look at uh, we as Christians, and uh, it should be our standard, the Bible. And um, we get to points where we try to see contradictory things, even use our own minds. And Gloria, please help us as, the, as, a, as a Christian group, as Christians. How should we see the Bible? Mm. As uh, we have been given a very fair example uh, with the Berean congregation uh, from Acts 17, 10 and 11, he said that then the brethren immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea. When they arrived, they went into the synagogue of the Jews. 11, these were more fair-minded 
than those in Thessalonica, in that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. So um, I would entreat all Christians to be like the Berean congregation. Whatever we hear, sometimes we should open up, but whatever we hear, we should search for it based on scripture and scripture alone, and then that would help us. Thank you so much. Uh, Frank, maybe you want to add to that? Yeah. Um, uh, sorry, I'm saying this based on the fact that we have so many sets, different shades of Christians, all because of interpretations. Can you help us with that? Yeah. Regarding the interpretations, we remember, I remember in the earlier part of this quarter study, we said that the scripture is given by inspiration. Mm-hmm. God inspired it. He is the author. So in any case that we are finding difficulty, we have to consult him. And that is why our sister gave us that we should study the scripture with humility that God will help us understand. That notwithstanding, we should also make sure that whenever we are studying the scripture, we study it with what prayers inviting the Holy Spirit to give us understanding. Otherwise, we may want to interpret it with our own carnal minds, which will not help us. After all, we won't be able to understand the Bible as God understands it, because we are fallen human beings. So that is also very important. Hmm. Our friend out there, all too soon, our time again is up. As fallen human beings, we need to depend on the Bible truth. And that alone is what is going to help us. We will pray with our sister Gloria so that what we've studied here will be able to apply it and vibe it to ourselves. Shall we pray? Father Divine, we thank you so very much for your word and for the gift of your scripture in our lives. Dear God, as fallen as we are, we cannot understand your word unless your spirit enables us. We pray that you enable us to understand your words And whatever interpretation that does not come from you, dear God, we pray that you make us flee from it. We thank you once again for your word in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And we'll continue studying the scripture, looking at interpreting scripture as we've done for the whole of the week, uh, as we go into next week. And we invite you to always be with us. And uh, you'll be blessed. May this be our experience. And until then, when we come your way again, stay blessed. We have another segment for you, and that is Present Truth. You are welcome to Present Truth. I am Pastor Isaac Opokubuatin. I'm continuing with the part two of our presentation, Temptation is No Excuse for Sin. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the opportunity to tune in our television and our radio to this station. As your word is coming to us, prepare our hearts. Open our hearts. Remove all prejudices from our mind that we may hear your word and be doers of your word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We have talked about the fact that temptation 
will come to the life of every single individual, whether Christian or non-Christian, whether believer or non-believer. And then we have talked about the fact that temptation to sin does not come from God, but God may allow it. And then also we are talking about the fact that temptation to be tempted is not a sin. The fact that, that you will be tempted doesn't mean you are a sinner. So don't worry too much when you are tempted. And two, we have also talked about the fact that we can resist temptation only through the power of the living Christ. Only through the power of Jesus Christ. And then we also talk about the fact that temptation, which we are able to successfully overcome in the strength and in the power of Jesus Christ, it helps us to grow. It strengthens us. Now, I want to talk about the fourth point, that do not put yourself in the way of temptation unnecessarily. Do not put yourself in the way of temptation. I want to read from our scripture reading. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. There are many other scriptures I want to read, but time will not permit me. So I'll read maybe one or two, and then I'll continue. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. Let's listen to the word of God. It says, Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed, lest he fall. If you think you are a strong Christian, be very careful. Because the devil is a willy foe. Why do you say with Jinaya? Be very careful, lest you will fall. Friends, do not unnecessarily put yourself in the way of temptation. You see, temptation is like water current. When you try to swim against the current, then you will realize how strong and how powerful the current is. Now let's turn to Proverbs chapter 4, verse, verses 14 and 15. In Mebusem, Proverbs chapter 4, verses 14 and 15. Let's listen to the word of God. It says, Enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not in the way of the evil men. Avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it, and pass away. Friends, God is warning us. He is admonishing us. Do not unnecessarily put yourself in the way of temptation. It will overcome you. It will, you will fall. Don't sit in secret with a lady thinking that, oh, me, who told you? Be very careful. Be very careful. Now, let's find out how can we successfully resist temptation? Number one, abide in Christ. Stay in Christ. Let's read from John. The Gospel of John, chapter 15, verses 1 to 5. John, chapter 15, verses 1 to 5. Let's hear the word. I, say, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purge it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. 
As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can you, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. Without Jesus, how much can we do? Absolutely nothing. So to be able to resist temptation, we must abide in him. It is him alone that we can be overcomers. Without him, we are empty vessels. We can do nothing. Number two, let his word richly dwell in you. Don't just listen to the word, but let the word live in you. Practice the word. Let's go to Colossians. Colossians chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. Colossians chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. It says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Amen. Friends, let's. The word of God dwells in you. Meditate on it. Live on it. Think about the word of God. And then you will be overcomer. I want to read something I have penned down from one of the Sabbath schools we studied not too long ago. It says, However subtle Satan's approach to Eve was at first, once he got her attention and saw that she was not resisting, he openly challenged the Lord's command. Genesis chapter 3 verse 4. Eve was not working from a position of ignorance. She couldn't say, I didn't know. She didn't know. Yet, despite this knowledge, she did wrong anyway. Even if in the perfect environment of Eden, knowledge itself wasn't enough to keep Adam and Eve from sinning, we shouldn't fool ourselves into thinking that knowledge alone is enough to save us now. Yes, we need to know what the word of God tells us. But along with the knowing, we need the kind of surrender in which we will obey what it tells us as well. Amen. Friends, listening to the word of God alone is not enough. Reading the word of God alone is not You have been listening to me preaching sermons after sermons. It is good to listen. But if you just listen to me all these while, without putting what the word of God is saying into practice, it is useless. You just wasted your time. Even if in the perfect environment of Eden, knowledge was not enough to secure Adam and Eve, don't think that reading the Bible, studying the Bible, listening to preaching on radio, on television like you are doing now is enough. Practicalize. Put in practice what you are reading, what you are learning, what you are hearing, and God will bless you. This is the only way you can fully and successfully meet and overcome every temptation that comes into your life. May the Lord bless and keep you in Jesus' mighty name. Let us bow down our heads and pray, beloved. Heavenly Father, thank you for revealing the secrets of the enemy unto us. Yes, we may be tempted. We may be sorely tempted. But we know that 
if we submit to you, we will be victorious. We are praying that you will come and abide in our heart because without you, we can do absolutely nothing. Therefore, Heavenly Father, as I'm praying, I'm praying for those who are listening to me right now, those who are watching me right now, please enter into their hearts, abide in their homes, abide in their hearts, abide in their marriage, abide in them, that with you in our hearts, we may be able to put your word into practice and live for you in this way, in this world. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. I am Pastor Isaac Opokubwatin. Thank you for tuning in to Present Truth. May God be with you. Amen. We would like to hear from you, so call us on the number plus two three three five zero one five six one eight four nine plus two three three five zero one five six one eight four nine. You can also email us at the address Adventist World Radio GH at gmail dot com. Adventist World Radio GH at gmail dot com. You can also write a letter to us using the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana, Northern Ghana Union Mission of Adventists, P.O. Box KS17564, Edum Kumase, Ghana, West Africa. For AWR Ghana, I am Bell. May God bless you. Oh, oh, oh.